It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? And welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire hitting you guys back up. It is Friday. Recording this on Thursday night, though, because it's a very exciting episode. Hope you guys are having a good week, as always. I know I'm feeling good right now because I got a very special guest joining me on this Friday edition of LOP. You know him as a fellow member of the the Locked On Network here. He's the host of Locked On NFL Draft. He's with FanRag Sports. He's with NDT Scouting. He's really anywhere you can find football. He's a great dude. Uh, my good buddy, John Ledyard, joining the show. John, great to have you on the show, man. What's going on? Hey, thanks so much for having me, Bill. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to this. We've been trying to nail it down for some time. I'm glad we finally found a time to record. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. <laughs> um, so, figured to do a couple Panthers things here. We'll talk about what they could do with the 24th pick and then kind of some thoughts afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then the... Mock draft that I did a couple weeks ago. I'm gonna get John's feedback, and I'm ready to uh, to get your bashing, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're gonna get it. I saw your picks. I like them. Oh, that's a nice little teaser. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's get going, man. Uh, the Panthers, and I know you've I've heard your thoughts on them over at Locked On NFL Draft. By the way, you, you all should be listening to him and Trevor. They do a, a fantastic job. You know, I, I listen to them as much as I can. They they do fantastic work getting you ready for for the NFL draft. Uh, so I know you let, – let's talk about some of the – sorry. Let's talk about some of the uh, the needs that the Panthers mm-hmm. could be looking at and what they could be doing with the 24th overall pick. Right. <clears throat> yeah. I think that when you look at the Panthers roster, there's a lot of holes. <laughs> and it's funny to think about this team was 15 and won a couple years ago because – it's really kind of come apart at the seams a little bit. And 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 when you have a franchise quarterback like Cam Newton, uh, and there's still some good defensive pieces here for sure, then it's going to push back that a little bit. But I thought last year, honestly, they kind of – like I didn't expect them to make the playoffs, and then they won a couple games at the end of the season that I didn't think they would win and um, and, and made it. I thought, honestly, that this was a team that was going to start sliding, and maybe that slide starts happening this year. I don't know. But you look at this roster, and there's a lot of holes to fill. I mean, wide receiver – I don't think Torrey Smith is like the answer here at wide receiver and, you know, Devin Funches either, you know, I think it feels like Smith's been on the decline for quite a while and Funches did some good things last year, but there's really nothing outside of those two guys. And, you know, I don't even know what Smith offers at this point in his career. Um, and you look at the offensive line, Matt Khalil's definitely a question mark. You lose a guard like Andrew Norwell who's one of the best in the league and you don't really do anything to replace him yet at this point. So there's plenty of unknown on this Panthers roster. Um, even on the offensive side of the ball, they draft a running back in the top 10 last year. You come back in the second round, you draft a guy like Curtis Samuel, who is like a gadget type player in the second round. It's just a, not a great use of resources that set them back a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. Still plenty of talent, but Thomas Davis is aging. Joyce Peppers is aging. Mario Addison's aging. Luke Keekley's had a lot of injuries piling up. 
that team's starting to get a little bit long in the tooth on that side of the ball too. So there's a lot of options that could be available to them at 24, uh, depending on what area they deem most important to address on their roster. Yeah. And a quick note too, on Curtis Samuel, not just, you know, the fact that he is kind of a gadget player, but now he's been dealing with that ankle injury, you know, right. his, but his status is going to be going into training camp. So that's going to be, the chances are he's going to miss a good bit of the offseason program. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of another lost offseason going into the second year. So wide receiver definitely on the table. And we, talk, we talked about safety. I mean, of the top guys, your youngest option right now is 29 years old in Denora Searcy. Right. So you, you've got yeah, to get, That's you, a big issue. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 29-year-old Searcy, um, you know, Mike Adams is going to be 37. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's been around for so long but you look at that safety group and you say you know this there isn't a clear spot you know there isn't a clearly defined starter in that group a guy that should definitely be out there and so mm-hmm. i think i wouldn't be surprised if it's their top priority going into the draft because even though i think that there's some capable bodies there they've needed that position and then you know to move on from kirk coleman tells me you got to have some type of a plan in place. But really the entire secondary, I mean, you've got James Bradbury. That's your only nailed down starter, I think. I mean, likely the captain Munderland will be in the slot. You know, and Kevon Seymour, Corn Elder, Ross Cockrell's here. Zach Sanchez, they drafted in the fifth round, hasn't done much. <clears throat> Ladarius Gunter came over from Green Bay. There's some options, but I don't think any of these guys are the game changers that they're looking for at the position. So corners a need, safety's a need. Honestly, this team, they valued linebackers over the years. That's been a really key point to this roster construction and Ron Rivera's defense. With Keekly suffering as many injuries and head injuries as he has the last couple of years, he's only one injury away from potentially not playing anymore. Mm-hmm. Thomas Davis is aging, uh, and the decline has already started a little bit for him. The depth behind these guys is slim, and so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Linebacker could be a need, and I don't know that they can afford to really address it right now, but quietly it could be a need if those guys aren't able to hold up at least one more year. And, um, you know, the defensive line, they need Vernon Butler. They need those first-round picks to develop and, and hit. I mean, they, that's really, you know, it's going to come to Butler and McCaffrey both. I think there's a lot on them. Shaq Thompson as well. Um, those are the last three first-round picks. Thompson's been solid. Butler it was disappointing last year. Uh, he barely played. McCaffrey, good receiver, you know, but I mean, you drafted a running back in the top 10. He better be a feature guy. He better be able to carry the ball 20, 25 times when you need him to catch it 10 times when you need him to. And I just am not sure McCaffrey proved that he he could be that guy as a rookie. So a lot on those rookies, they can't afford to have holes at running back. They can't afford to have holes at defensive line. And they can't afford to have another hole at linebacker. If something happened to Keekley or Davis, Thompson really has to step up. So those last three first round picks, It's really big that those guys develop this season. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients 
and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Yeah. And you know, speaking of running back, that's one of the reasons why I've also been coming around to the idea of possibly a Nick Chubb in round three, uh, maybe say a Bo Scarborough later on. Uh, but I want to get back on cornerbacks real quick too. You know, especially potentially at twenty-four, they've been meeting with a bunch, with a few of these cornerbacks. You know, could they go first round? Could they go maybe? a Jair Alexander or say an Isaiah Oliver, you know, who, who are some of these cornerbacks if they want to go that route that would yeah, I be think, the best fit at 24? I think that the Panthers are looking for bigger, longer corners would be my guess, given the kind of the, the prototype, at least on the outside. If James Bradbury is the prototype that they're looking for and remember guys like Josh Norman uh, before him. And so maybe that's the, the type that they're looking for on the outside and, so I think that Carlton Davis could be a guy that makes a lot of sense for them. A uh, big, long guy that's good in press. Uh, he can play in zone, too. Uh, you know, they've been typically pretty zone-heavy in the past in Carolina, and so um, I think he could make some sense for them. Um, I think a guy like Josh Jackson could make a ton of sense. I'm not sure where teams are going to value Jackson because he does struggle in press man, so obviously I wonder if that will affect and, and cause him to fall down the board a little bit. But even if he – even if he passes by the Panthers at, at number uh, 23, you know, there's still the possibility or 24, there's still the possibility that he could be on the board. I don't think it's totally outside the question. He could be on the board at 55, depending on if a lot of press man teams don't think they can develop him into that type of a player. So it, or the Panthers, maybe, I mean, they have those the 85 and 88, they have a couple they uh, options that maybe they could move up in the second to get a guy like that. But I think you're right. It's a passing league, and the secondary is such a huge weakness. We've already seen them. They've talked to Justin Reed. They've talked to Quentin Meeks, and they've shown a lot of interest in the secondary guys. Meeks is another one that could make a lot of sense and be a really good fit. So I really expect them to look at either corner or safety with one of those two picks, maybe even both. They could address both positions and really get started on retooling that secondary because this is a team that knows they have to get better on the defensive side of the ball if they're going to win. They've typically ignored – at least in terms of our estimation with the kind of kind of receivers we target, they've ignored a little bit um, and not really drafted that well in that area. So I, I w- wouldn't be surprised if they focus on their strengths and stick with the defensive side of the ball and try to get that unit to an elite level and then come back, take a running back later in the draft and get back to a ground and pound run game that really doesn't have a lot of great passing options. And I'm looking at the, the list of Walter football, like the prospect meetings and, They've definitely been targeting uh, a lot of the corners. Alexander is on the list here. They had a private workout with him. Uh, Mike Hughes, they met with a lot. You mentioned Josh Jackson, Quentin Meeks, uh, even some later round guys, Shandon Sullivan, they've met with. So you're right. They, they very well could mm-hmm. continue to target a uh, cornerback. I think Edge, too, mm-hmm. could very well be an option. I know Sam Hubbard is a guy that has been linked there quite a bit. Um, 
Josh Sweats is another guy that I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Marcus Davenport, but I'm yeah. still not kind of sold on uh, mm-hmm. on him. I mean, I know he's probably going to go top 25. Um, yeah. You know, we, we, we saw him at the Senior Bowl, how he kind of struggled, but the buzz was still kind of there. Uh, but I think he does eventually go top 25. Uh, but what do, you, what do you think about edge possibly for the Panthers? Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be considered. You know, they have Joyce Peppers back. Mario Addison played really well again last year. Really, he's been a nice player for them. You know, not a great run stopper. Neither of those guys are guys you'd prefer to have play a huge chunk of snaps. Um, Deshaun Hall, how's he going to develop? He was didn't really play last year at all. Um, you know, Wes Horton's been a pretty decent rotational guy for them. It's not a crying need, but you're right. It's definitely a need. It's something that needs to be addressed. And if they didn't have all these other needs, I might feel you know, more passionately about them trying to get one early in the draft. It's never a bad thing to draft a pass rusher. I don't know whether they can afford to do it early in the draft because they have so many other holes, but you're right. Those three guys you mentioned, you know, those are the options. Uh, Really, those are the only options if you're looking in round one. Uh, Hubbard doesn't really have the pass rush potential that you want, but typically Rivera has really relied on bigger defensive ends. That's been his MO. Hubbard, 270 pounds. Um, I think he, he tested, honestly, really well at the combine. He didn't run the greatest 40 at his pro day, obviously, but the more important uh, numbers for, for pass rushers, uh, for edge rushers, he he kind of hit those uh, really well in his at his combine. So I don't know. I don't know whether he would be the type of guy, like I said, he'd help him in the run game for sure and be able to give Addison and Pepper spells so that they can be more effective on obvious passing downs. Maybe that could be their MO behind a move like that um, if they were to go for Hubbard. Wouldn't surprise me either if Hubbard were still around uh, by 55. I think that's very doable. So it could be a second round target too. I think Josh Sweat will be off the board by then, but it really depends on his knees. Um, you know, he could be available for the Panthers first round pick, probably not their second. I would tend to lean the same way for Davenport as well. But again, both bigger defensive ends types. Sweat is the most upside, the most potential by far, and he's already more developed than I, than uh, Davenport is. Really, Sweat to me is superior in just about every single way to Davenport. Uh, but I could see the Panthers liking both of them uh, because of of their size and because of the athleticism that they do have. I don't think Davenport's as, as smooth or as flexible as Sweat, but he definitely offers some level of upside and, and like I said, fits the AVMO in terms of the size and the length that the Panthers desire. And I think he's got the ability to kick inside, too. That's not something the Panthers have typically done, but with no star loot to Lele now, Dontari Poe is a rusher. You know, that seems like those days are maybe behind him. So maybe Cal Love gets those reps. Maybe Butler, I mean, they'd love to see Butler step up and get those reps. Or maybe they opt to go a different route and, and use one of their edge guys as an inside rusher. That's not been something that they've really done at all over the years. But I think that it could be something that's on the table for them this season if they don't make any other changes to the personnel up front. So we'll see. But I, I definitely think it's on their radar. But I do think they would lean corner or safety over defensive end at this point. Yeah, and I, th- I think D tackle definitely too. Like just real quick, maybe in the later rounds, you know, maybe peg one of those one of the NC State guys. By the way, my heart yeah. breaks for uh, Kentavious Street mm-hmm. and the uh, the torn ACL. Really feel bad for him. He's another guy that would have fit the Panthers profile. Yeah, out. yeah, I, they could have taken any of the NC State players. I'll, I'll take all four of them. <laughs> you know, I, I I really love that NC State D line. Just saying, so. Yeah, no, B.J. Hill makes some sense for them, I really think. And if he gets into day three, it's hard to say where Hill will go because he tested really well. He has terrific measurables. He's a high-character guy. He's well-spoken. He communicates well, hard worker, all that kind of stuff. But he doesn't really show anything as a pass rusher on tape. I think the traits are there. 
but they need to be developed. I hope that a team can do that. You know, I didn't really feel like that was something that happened for him at NC State. And honestly, it didn't happen for Street really either or Justin Jones. Those guys didn't really make many strides as a pass rusher. Chubb did. So I don't know if it was coaching or if Chubb just went, did his own thing and really developed uh, as fully as he did. Um, but all three of those guys I thought were kind of underdeveloped despite having some really nice traits in that way. So I would love to see B.J. Hill. He's a guy I'm kind of banking on. I have like an early to mid or day two grade on him, and I think he might go lower than that. But I'm kind of banking on his traits playing out at the next level because I like what I love of what I've seen. I think he could be a real nice pickup for the Panthers on the inside. Jones is a little bit smaller maybe than their prototype, but even he came in and was was bigger and longer than I thought he would be uh, based on tape. He was bigger and longer than I thought he would be at the at the combine. So, you know, maybe he did work his way under the radar. But I, I think really they can't afford to, to, again, like you said, it would have to be late because they, they, they need Vernon Butler to step up. Uh, they need him to be able to play that third role. And I think they like Kyle Love. I mean, Kyle Love's been a solid player there. So yeah. I think they'll feel good about where they're at, good enough about where they're at to not spend anything more than like a round five pick maybe. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I agree. I agree. If, if they're going to go detackle it, it's going to be later, especially after signing Dontari Poe. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So let's jump in now. <clears throat> Time for me, I guess, to get my uh, not final grade, but kind of <laughs> a in progress grade, I guess it were. Uh, I wanted to get John's feedback on the mock draft that I did, uh, essentially two versions, because I did the audio version for you guys here on the pod, and then I did the written version on Panthers Wire. So I sent it over to John because I wanted to get his feedback, how he thought I did. So lay it on me, John. What do you think? <laughs> well, I liked I honestly, I, I agreed with most of your picks, to be honest. I mean, these were some some similar ones to the things that I've had in my mock. I mean, I don't know that Harold Landry falls to the Lions at 20, but he's a heck of a pick. And obviously the pick, I think if he's there, uh, James Daniels makes a ton of sense for the Cowboys, really a zone oriented uh, type of run team. And so I, I like that pick as well. And, you know, he doesn't have to play center. Obviously he won't, wouldn't play center in Dallas, but uh, you know, he could kick to guard. I don't think that that's a big issue. So I, I like thinking outside the box like that. The Raiders and Josh Jackson's really interesting. Cause we don't, I don't fully know, I guess what kind of cover scheme they're going to run there. Um, typically I think that it'll be a lot of more cover too, but they do seem to be leaning toward some guys with some size. And so Jackson could make some sense there. Um, Vita Vea definitely need for the, for Miami uh, guys to Washington is a pick I've talked about a ton uh, that I would like to see happen. Uh, you know, I'm lower on Cortland Sutton than most people mm-hmm. uh, mocking him to Baltimore, you know, in a predictive fashion. I think that that's a possibility though, because NFL teams are probably going to like Sutton. I think he's got a good chance to be the first receiver off the board. 
Now, McGlinchey picked to the Chargers was interesting because if he lasts that long, I do think they'll jump on him. I don't think he lasts quite that long, but, I mean, that's ideal for them, right? I mean, Russell Okun mm-hmm. has had his injuries before in the past, stayed healthy the last couple of years, though, but you're pushing your luck with him and his injury history. I think probably if you're counting on him to play every game this season, and McGlinchey, honestly, could be it could be a very similar situation to the Ryan Ramsick uh, getting drafted by the Saints and, you know, Zach Streif. Uh, retiring then this offseason after suffering a season-ending injury last year. And, you know, Teron Armstead's had his ups and downs as well. And that's kind of where the charges are at. Barksdale's had some concerns lately. Uh, and then on the other side, Okun's had concerns in the past. And neither of those guys are long-term answers at this point. So, you honestly, targeting a tackle is probably a priority of the Chargers. I'm just not sure there'll be one on the board at that point. And then, of course, the Panthers pick, Justin Reed. I'm a big fan of that pick. Um I think he's absolutely somebody that they need. They need a leader. They need a communicator in that secondary. They need somebody who's going to come in and bring like a veteran presence, even as a rookie. I think that's going to be huge. I know they have older guys there, but I think that he can step in and be that type of player right away. Give them flexibility in terms of what they do with Colin Jones, uh, Colin Jones and Mike Adams. And so I I would love that pick for Carolina. Uh, I would hate it because it would take him off the board before my Steelers pick, but uh, at the same time, uh, Rashawn Evans to the Steelers is what you gave him, and I think that makes a lot of sense. I don't think Leighton Vander Esch will be there for the Jaguars, but I do think that if he were, that would be a, a low-key good pick for them, whether it's Vander Esch or you know, perhaps even a guy like Evans. You know, If you're worried about Evans in coverage, Jaguars don't have any holes. They don't care about him in coverage. They've got Miles Jack and Telvin Smith to play in nickel situations. Why not take Rashawn Evans and, you know, excel on run defense uh, on the early downs because he can play Mike for you right away and you can keep those guys in positions of strength where they're at right now. So I don't know. I think that that could be uh, that could be kind of an, a nice little pickup for the Jaguars if they were able to grab a linebacker in that spot. And the rest of it, I like Ronald Jones to Philly at the end of the draft at the end of the first round. Love it. I think it's a perfect fit and it's the exact type of player that they need. So, uh, you know, I don't think you had Sony Michelle. Go- Did you have Sony Michelle in this no. first round? I didn't see him now. I would I would say I would say maybe Sony Michelle instead of Ronald Jones would be my call. But either way, both the guys are great fits for what the Eagles do. And uh, and honestly, I did kind of consider a trade there as well because, and, and I might consider this in the next mock I do because I I think that thirty second spot could be a position where some team trades up to get Mason Rudolph, Lamar right. Jackson, one of those quarterbacks because of that fifth year option. You know the Teddy Bridgewater syndrome. Right. Yep. Um, I agree completely. And and obviously now this mock is kind of outdated, obviously, because I still have the Rams in there. So we have mm-hmm. to adjust for that. Right. You know, give the, the the Patriots 23. But right. But Josh Sweat made a lot of sense for the Rams. If they stayed put, that's probably who they were going to take. Uh, yeah, I, I figured the edge all the way because just to mm-hmm. finish off that uh, that great exactly. defensive line. But yeah, the one that I took, the pick that I kind of took a bit of flack on was the Cortland Sutton. Cause everyone was like, where's Calvin Ridley. And, you know, thinking back, you know, Ozzie Newsome is an Alabama guy. He took Marlon Humphrey last year. So could make sense that Ridley goes there. Yeah. I think one of those two will be the first receiver off the board, but I'm, I'm not sure which one to be honest. And it wouldn't even shock me if no receivers went in the first round. Yeah, really. I mean, and I think you said it too when talking about mock drafts, it's like everyone wants to put like one position yep. or at least one of each position, excuse me. One player. Yeah. Of each yeah position. One player yeah. at each position. You don't necessarily have to. I mean, it wasn't that long right. ago that the first running back or there was no running back taken in the top 50. Right. Yep. Know? So and yep. any, anything's possible in this draft, I guess. So, 
but definitely looking forward to whipping up a new mock and mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, one last thing too, real quick. So if you're picking right now, what, where do you think the Panthers go at 24? Honestly, I think Reed's a good option. I really do. I think that he's going to be one of the top guys on their board. The other guy, maybe Josh Jackson makes a lot of sense that, like I said, they've typically been pretty zone heavy in the past. Um, he makes sense for a scheme like that. Um, you know, cover three has been kind of their MO and I think that's where he could thrive. So he makes sense there. Uh, and Reed makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, Jesse Bates from Wake Forest, kind of a local dude. So, I mean, he could make some sense as well. Mm, and I guess the wild card is, no, they're not going to go running back, but I've heard that they have a lot of interest in Darius guys, but I just, they no way they can go back to back first round running backs. No chance. Yeah. <laughs> Especially after the Samuel pick in the second round last year, he's supposed to be kind of a hybrid type guy. So mm-hmm. they can't do it. They got to take a running back late and hope that he can be a role player for them. But that, that uh, would, be something that would people would be flipping out. But uh, Marty Herney, didn't he? Uh, he drafted uh, Jonathan Stewart and uh, Daniel Williams. So mm-hmm. <laughs> never say never. I guess that's the wild card pick right there. There he's got Oh, man. John Ledyard, really appreciate it, buddy. This was a lot of fun. Really appreciate you taking time out and joining me. On Absolutely. LLP. For sure. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, buddy. Anything you want to plug or what you got going on, let the listeners know? Yeah, NDT scouting, always rolling out good draft stuff there. I just uh, put out my uh, first-round grades uh, over there and um, you know got another article following that, that about the players, the big-name players that I didn't put in the first round, didn't grade out in the first round. Um, oh, FanRag Sports, uh, got stuff going on over there. Of course, Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, like you said, Pro Football Weekly, just kind of all over the place right now. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, there's always good draft content coming out from, from me this time of year. So, yeah, you guys feel free to check it out. Absolutely, buddy. And like I said, great that you were able to stop on by here and share your insight. Really appreciate it. For sure. Anytime, man. And as always, thanks to the listeners for checking us out. Really appreciate it. Remember, you can hit me up on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. You've been listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. But for this particular day, I am out and we'll see you next time right here on L-O-P. Take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.